ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your nerds! Hello everybody and welcome to The Nerd Degree. My name is Andrew Todd and I'll be your host for this episode of the show. This episode is called Nerd Degree Beastmasters. It is entirely animal themed uh, for no reason other than I really love animals. Whether uh, they're destroying uh, cities, or attacking people, or just uh, snuggling up for a little cuddle by the fire, animals are great. So we'll be examining both the killer and the cuddly sides of the geek bestiary. Uh, So I'll I'll get the nerds to introduce themselves to you, starting with the team on my right. Hi, I'm Sinjari. If I chose an animal to morph into, um, it would... Probably be a wombat, because, hey, let's face it, they're awesome. They're just, like, cute lumps of fluff, but they can also be very dangerous. They're like the Sherman tank of the, um, the animal kingdom. They can get up to, like, 40 k's an hour, apparently, which is um, quite and impressive. And they've, they've, they've yeah. destroyed so many Nazis. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yes. uh, my name is Ben Allen. Um, if I could morph into any animal, it would be the kakapo. Because if other parrots came around and were like, I'm pretty heavy for a parrot, I'd be like, world's heaviest parrot, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good. And together you you are team... We are team Megashark. Team Megashark. Excellent. Uh, And the team on my left... Uh, my name's Erin Harrington, and if I could morph into any animal, it would be Bumble Lion, who is an animated creature from the very short-lived 1985 cartoon, The Wuzzles. He was half Bumblebee, half Lion. <laughs> and the hero. So, there you go. <laughs> uh, my name's Dan Bain, and if I could animorph into any animal, I would animorph into... Uh, an eye-eye, which is Ooh. a weird little monkey creature that is um, kind of uh, the distinctive feature of it is that it has an incredibly long, pointy index finger. So I would be an, an eye-eye because who doesn't like a nice long finger? <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrific. Uh, and uh, your team is called... Uh, we're giant octopus. So we have Mega Shark versus giant octopus. <sighs> we also have in our sound booth, we have uh, Jeff, who will be keeping score and announcing things throughout the show. Jeff, uh, what, uh, what, what are you looking for in, in today's show? I'll be keeping an eye out for aggressive behaviour, displays of dominance, mating dances. It's wonderful to watch the, the wonderful ballet of life Played out in the nerd degree. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, teams, roll for initiative. Ooh. Ooh. 16. Mm. Less than 16. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Five. that gives Five. Team Giant Octopus the first question Very in good. our first round, known as Nerd Quotient. So, Team Giant Octopus, which animals are believed to be able to move faster than the speed of sound? <laughs> Concords. <laughs> I'm going to have to uh, uh, say that concords are not animals. Uh, are they birds? Uh, Insects. Weirdly close. Oh, with... oh is it, is it uh, jumping, flicking insect type things? It is not jumping, flicking insect type things. Uh, Team Megashark. I was thinking... Um, you go. Like if it's a bird or something. I was thinking of this, this <laughs> thing called the pistol shrimp. 
And the pistol shrimp <laughs> can clack its uh, claws with such speed that it creates like a sonic boom underwater. And the temperature of the inside of the bubble that it makes is hotter than the surface of the sun for like a split second. And it literally shoots fish down with its sonic death weapon. That's a really good answer. Um, but in fact, it does not move faster than the speed of sound. Oh. The answer is in fact the Apatosaurus. Scientists have run simulations wherein the Apatosaurus tail uh, moved at more than 1,200 kilometers an hour. Uh, it is believed that the crack created by the tail whipping would be loud enough to shatter human eardrums. You, you, you didn't tell us it was a dead animal. I don't think I need to specify that. <laughs> for for uh, a follow-up question, I'll give points to whoever can name animals that have traveled faster than the speed of sound. A dog on the Concorde. <laughs> uh, dogs are, are a correct answer Dogs going into space Yeah uh, That's still dogs I'm afraid Laika the dog The specific Russian dog uh, Going into space Any, any other animals? This the is a chance to scoop up some points The monkey that went into space Wombat <laughs> Who dinged? Wombat is incorrect You have to ding I'm sorry um, ants, ants they sent into space They sent ants to space That's correct They did yep. send ants into space um, human, human beings they sent into space <laughs> And that we're in planes. Um, I'm going to give a point to chimps. Um, uh, final, final call for dinging and animals. Was there some kind of twisted science experiment where somebody took like a poodle or something and fired it in a rocket? Just, uh, <laughs> no, there wasn't. Just, uh, um, actually, a, a, an enormous amount of animals have flown into space. Um, fruit flies, monkeys, chimpanzees, mice, rats, dogs, rabbits, cats... Tortoises, jellyfish, spiders, turtles, geckos, ants, fish, worms, butterflies, cockroaches, guinea pigs, frogs, newts, snails, shrimp, and sea urchins have all gone to space, but you haven't. (laughs) Our our dog's named after a space dog. He's called Zib because there was um, a a Russian space dog called Bollock who, the day before, he was supposed to be shot up into... I know, Bollock, not Bollock. I was waiting for Dan to... He, um, he, He quite... Uh, she actually uh, quite quite uh, um, intelligently scarped it off, so they just grabbed a random stray and called it ZIB, which stood for Replacement Dog for Missing Bollock. <laughs> <laughs> and and the dog did great and came back fine. That's a lot of like. Are we? Is that secretly our colonisation program that we're just firing all these species into space and hoping that they take they run somewhere like? <laughs> We soon we have the planet. Just out jellyfish in, in, in a whole bunch of different directions. Yeah. Um, Team Megashark, uh, you have the next question. What kind of bear is virtually indestructible? <laughs> the Russian bear, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren, yeah, it's not from Denmark or something. The bear. Um, Can okay. you define virtually? <laughs> Uh, it, it can survive a, a, a oh, lot of extremes the water, that we can The water bear, that freaking six-legged uh, microbial uh, thingy, and they send it up and it survives in a vacuum. Correct. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, the tardigrade, or water bear, right. also known as the moss piglet. It lives in water normally, um, but it can withstand temperatures from uh, just above absolute zero to well over the boiling point of water. Um, it, can, it can survive in pressures six times greater than those at the uh, bottom of the ocean. 
uh, can survive radiation at doses hundreds of times higher than we can, the vacuum of outer space, and can go without food or water for more than 10 years, drying out to being less than 3% water, only to rehydrate, forage, and reproduce. That's terrifying. They're, yeah, nigh on indestructible, they and they're everywhere. They can only be killed by like putting a stake through their heart. and uh, A very small <laughs> microscopic stake, um, a splinter. Uh, they're like great. the feelers. You can't destroy them anyway. <laughs> Just keep showing up. Uh, yes, Quite that's... the AMP show. It's going to... There's another type of beer that's indestructible, and that's Steinlager. <laughs> <laughs> those, those cans last forever. Yeah. Um, well, yes, that answer was absolutely correct, uh, Team Megashark. Team Giant Octopus, what animal has portrayed the most dinosaurs? <laughs> do, do you mean, like, there's some kind of animal acting agency? <laughs> what type of animal? Well, like a... A rhino or a either elephant either or a chicken. either in the flesh or or, or via via sound, uh, like that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, right. Like a, croc- a crocodile, because it looks like a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not a crocodile. No, how can it not be? It looks like a dinosaur. Um, I'm going. To, I'm going to draw the line at uh, films in the 1950s and, and stuff that used lizards and things. We're not actually portraying real dinosaurs. What about like, like, a, like an ostrich with a tennis ball on its head or something like that? Like, a, like a, an emu or a... a really slow-moving cow with a tail attached. Uh, that's like, actually closer. Is it a farm animal? Um, <laughs> the answer is a horse. Oh, of course. Uh, in, um, in, uh, in Jurassic Park, a horse, uh, horses played four types of dinosaur uh, with their sound effects. Um, other animals used include, uh, included gooses, um, male dolphins Gooses? in heat. Gooses. <laughs> Geese. Geese. Uh, uh, the T-Rex roar was per- performed by a baby elephant. Uh, and also tortoises having sex, oh. where this was the sound, the sound of uh, velociraptors communicating. So. So, so when the velociraptors were communicating and that was their sound, did they like, give them peanut butter in their mouths to make their mouths move? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, like and, Mr. And Ed. Tortoises having sex. Tortoises what having sex. Like? I looked it up and, yeah, it's the... <laughs> and it's, it'll, uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll scar you. And also, and also weirdly remind you of, of the kitchen scene from Jurassic Park. Um, no points there, I'm afraid. Um, why might you go to Hogwarts to get a lucky rabbit's foot? Um, because you're an enormous Harry Potter nerd of some kind. Hogwarts isn't real. And neither are rabbits. Because <laughs> um, there are wizards there and ooh, they that's... carry rabbit's feet. It's on the right track. Uh, it has to do with the superstition surrounding uh, rabbit's feet. Because. <laughs> um, th- like, it, Hogwarts, the place where they filmed it, it's an actual castle, and it's full of dead rabbits. It <laughs> just may when you open well the door be. or something, it's a Wizard's favourite food is rabbit stew. Ooh, um, close. The answer is that um, it's believed in some, in some interpretations of uh, hoodoo folklore that rabbit's feet are uh, substitutes for body parts of witches, um, that uh, a, a true rab- lucky rabbit's foot is actually cut from a witch that is shapeshifted into a rabbit. So is that what they do for orientation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so all of those lucky rabbit's feet that you have Probably won't work. Sorry, superstitious people. Unless you've found a witch somewhere. 
that had shapeshifted into for, a rabbit. Yeah, bad news for Maggie Smith. Uh, gonna yes. Um, so, Team Giant Octopus, why did MI5 want to install gerbils in airports during the Cold War? Was it to see if they'd set off bombs in the same way that you can have rats that sniff landmines? Uh, no, but it is related to sniffing. Uh, because, like, the scent of a gerbil is real relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> and it was for people who were kind of afraid to fly. <sighs> and they look, no, just um, get a, and they just, look just get awesome a when they go around on those little carousel things. I think, I think I should point out that the question was, why did MI5 want to install gerbils, the, the British um, oh, yeah, sorry, spy no, agency? Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Obviously, it was for like when they've got spies in airports who are freaking out that their cover's being blown, they can just, oh yeah. That's actually, uh, that's actually so close to the truth. I'm going to, uh, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm similar to what Dan was saying, it was one of like the, the cuteness of the gerbils would like melt the hardness of the hearts of the communist spies that were coming to England. They'd be like, oh, in, in Russia we have no gerbil. Uh, I, I renounce communism and uh, did, did come they... to your beautiful gerbil-filled country here. Where... But did they use gerbils? He's running to... on a little wheel. Did they, did they use gerbils to sniff out communists and dissidents in the same way that beagles Ooh. sniff out fruit and veggies? Like Very, oh, that's, that's gerbils so close. Smell I'll, give socialism. You, I'll give you, I'll actually give you half marks Smells for that. Smells like um, The plan was that uh, gerbils will be installed at immigration desks because gerbils can smell adrenaline. Um, so the idea was that gerbils, uh, that, that they would interrogate people and gerbils would smell the adrenaline from uh, spies sweating because they were uh, worried that they would be found out. Um, however, uh, they found that they caught a lot of false positives because they ended up, the gerbils ended up just sniffing out people who were afraid of flying. So that didn't work out quite as well as they hoped. Final question, Team Megashark. Why might you want to destroy a Volkswagen Golf when you get a cat? <laughs> Just for fun on a silly afternoon. <laughs> Big day, got a cat, destroyed a Golf. Um, I don't know, it's not to do with their emissions um, scandal of some kind. It's, it's, it's sort of. Sort of. Uh, do, you, do you, instead of doing like the, the banana in the tailpipe, you do a cat in the tailpipe, and that's how they've been passing emissions tests? That's barbaric. <laughs> Stop me, it's the Germans! <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's racist. And that's racist. <laughs> do cats have high nitrogen emissions, and therefore you have to destroy a Volkswagen Golf to counterbalance <laughs> the cat? Um, I'm, I'm going to give you that, actually. Um, uh, cat, a cat has approximately the same ecological carbon footprint as a Volkswagen Golf, <laughs> um, just in terms of the, uh, the carbon footprint of generating the energy to keep it alive and so on. Um, a medium-sized dog is approximately the same as uh, an SUV, um, and two gerbils uh, is approximately the same as a plasma television. <laughs> but think of the adrenaline you detect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, you could... Detect spies or watch TV, uh, your, your choice. Um, fantastic. So that is the end of the first round. Jeff, uh, can we have a score update, please? Yes, it's wonderful as the ballet of life goes on. The giant octopus currently has six points in its lovely tentacles, but the mega shark has chopped down on eight. Ooh. Oh, dear. Well, that brings us to round two, animal magnetism. I'm going to read out a whole bunch of uh, prominent animal characters from films, uh, comics, and television, and uh, I want uh, the nerds to ding in and deliver a, what, what might be a pickup line 
delivered by that character. So we'll start with Bambi. <laughs> uh, that was that was Aaron first. Uh, no, it was just going to be a terrible Freudian. Tell me about your mother joke. That's but... what uh, pickup lines are, aren't they? <laughs> Come over to my place. Mum's not home. <laughs> oh man! <clears throat> I'll show you a thumper. <laughs> Do you like venison, <laughs> babe? Also known as pig in the city. Do you like pork? <laughs> That'll do, lady. <laughs> Old Yeller. Um, how's about this time I shoot you in the face? <laughs> <laughs> I've joined the round. Uh, Sebastian the Crab from The Little Mermaid. I'll give you me. <laughs> and I'm really hard to get rid of. Uh, <laughs> um, and we will uh, conclude it with Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Just again, like, insert your own jokes. <laughs> Okay, no Scooby-Doo <laughs> pickup lines. That's that's fair. I, I probably should have thought about this when asking uh, to deliver sexual content involving animals. <laughs> <clears throat> so we'll move on to round three. Mm. Good we'll decision. Toss, toss that one aside. Um, round three. Something, something, something shaggy. There you go, that's what yeah, I got for you there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that wasn't really uh, very no, good at all, Ben. No. Um, round three uh, is Bad for Your Elf. Jeff, uh, who is... Uh, who brings us Bad for Your Elf? Ah, yes, the sponsor of the uh, Bad for Your Elf round are Aardvarks. Aardvarks, appearing on the first page of your dictionary since 1822. <laughs> Very good. I have uh, a pair of lists of, uh, of things uh, that I will now hand to the teams. They will have to read things out from these lists and also make up fake things that could fit into said list, and the other team has to guess whether it is real or made up. Um, so we'll start with uh, Team Megashark. You have uh, characters from Donkey Kong's family, popular Nintendo video game series, uh, including Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong and, uh, and so on. P. Diddy Kong? P. Diddy Kong. <laughs> P. Diddy Diddy Kong. Kong. Yeah, P. Diddy Kong's uh, non-canon, Happy I'm Kong afraid. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Kong family. Take it away, Sam. Okay, Maxi Kong. Real. You reckon? Yeah. No, right. I've got no idea. All right. Yeah, real. Uh, no, that is, that is made up. We just need to start calling it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Swanky Kong. <laughs> I have no idea what, like, a real one, apart from Donkey Kong. Like, Donkey Kong, no Diddy Kong, like. um, uh, Kitty Kong. <laughs> yeah, sure. Swanky Kong is totally real. He's, like, the, he's, like, got a chauffeur. He's got bling. Yeah. Uh, it is, it is real. Um, it's, uh, possibly a brother or cousin of some sort to Donkey and Kong. And cousin, yeah. <clears throat> Dixie Kong. That can be Swanky Kong's girlfriend, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's she, a, it's she, she wears blonde, like Daisy Dukes. Yeah, blonde plaits, gorgeous. Uh, Dixie Kong is real. Uh, uh, the older sister of Tiny Kong. Uh, the next one's Tiny Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Colonel Kong. 
I don't know. It no. bre- breaks the pattern. Yeah, uh, th- 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 he's, he's just going like like sounds like Colonel Clink. Yeah, uh, like I think Ben. No, it's nah. not. It's yep, not. that is that is absolutely. How do up. we know that Swanky Kong doesn't hold the military rank of Colonel? That's what <laughs> he, could, he could be a former serviceman. <laughs> Veteran Kong. That's Viet Cong. <laughs> you can have it's that. terrible. Uh, Mega Sh- uh, Team Mega Shark. I'll give you two more. Okay. Um, wrinkly Kong. <laughs> absolutely. Yep. Matriarch. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's yep. the oldest one. He's like the granddad. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, yes. Donkey Kong's grandmother is uh, Wrinkly Kong. <laughs> what, what was what? Was she born Wrinkly Kong, or did she become Wrinkly Kong? She probably the name. Got her name changed by Deadpool when she became Wrinkly. Yeah. And, and then when the next like older female gets to her point, does it just kind of like pass down? Yeah, maybe it's an honorific rather than a name. Um, one must kill the other to inherit the name. <laughs> Team Mega Shark, one final shot. Sumo Kong. So do you, Dan? Yep, yep. Sumo Kong is totally a real one. Sumo Kong is totally a real oh, one. Well done. Uh, he's the ruler of the Starfruit Kingdom in Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. Too right. Um, very well. So, Team Giant Octopus. Very good. Yeah. You. Uh, this is this could go one way or another. Uh, you guys have uh, titles of uh, movies and TV specials from the Care Bears series. <laughs> That's one of the first movies I ever saw at the cinema. Uh, so the Care Bears have appeared in, in a surprising number of, of films and TV specials, including the Care Bears movie, uh, Adventures in Care-A-Lot, and the Care Bears Big Wish movie. Um, so uh, take it away, Team Giant Octopus. The Land Without Feelings. Oh, that sounds like a, that sounds like a problem that the Care Bears would have yep, to solve. I think so. Like it's a real, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's an affront to the Care Bears. Yes. Mm, it is, it's, and it's, it is absolutely real. Yes. Uh... uh Oopsie does it. <laughs> well, as much as I like no. to see that movie, um, I'm going to go. No, it's a fake. No, fake uh, no, that is a uh, that is a real. <laughs> <Care Bears movie. laughs> Care Bears in Oopsie does it. The Great Care Bear Stare Off. Oh, I'm calling great, real on that. Steer, no, do, what are they doing a stare off? They do. Oh, they that's have a good point. A steer off. They, they, they do the big kibbe. That's not steer, a that's not a ribbing ninety minute the film, is, is it? It's where they go like that and the. Oh, okay. You know, All right, I'll take you know, it for it. It's a thing. Okay, it's true. So, uh, no, that is made up. Oh. It is made but it up. is a thing. It is a thing. The kibbe <laughs> stare is a thing. That's what it is. It is a thing. Great kibbe and she played that one well. Good hugging, bad hugging. Surely not. Surely not. Unless it's come from some kind of educational film that circulated the American elementary school system. Uh, Quite right. Uh, that, that is made up by Dan, you horrible person. I'll give you two, two more op- options. The Care Bears battle the freeze machine. Who would have a freeze machine? Who would have a freeze <laughs> Who brings a freeze machine to a steer-off? <laughs> but I think... No, That's too long. No, the Care Bears no. battle yeah, the freeze one machine. Of the, one of the Care Bears' uh, enemies is like 
Because if you're, gonna, if you're going to title that film, it would be it would be Care Bears versus Freeze Machine. Okay. Not battle, battle for the yeah. Okay, false. False. Uh, no, the Care Bears Battle of the Freeze Machine oh, was one of the first movies made in the Care Bears series. Poorly titled. Um, it's, <laughs> it is poorly titled, Not but very uh, good economy of words. That is what it is titled. It's like the Care Bears are going to get there. Like, and finally, from Team Giant Octopus. Uh, Care Bears go to heaven. Hmm. That's. That's a tricky one because they're already in the clouds, right? Yeah, all dogs. That sounds kind of religious. Yeah. For the Care Bears. Yeah. I don't know. They were a Walmart product. Christian beer. God, God bothering beer. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus beer. Um, I don't know. Call it sin. True. No, that is made up. Uh, and Dan has somewhat redeemed himself. Um, very good. Thank you for that. Care Bears uh, go straight to hell, though, as an actual Care Bears, film. Yeah, Care Bears yeah. do go straight they to hell. They were my favourite toys when I was little, and I was appalled as a grown-up to realise that they were only made, and all the cartoons were made, to sell products based on designs for greeting cards. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for that, Andrew. I nearly <laughs> cried. It was it was a terrible day, oh, so I dragged. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to dredge up these uh, these horrible memories for you, Aaron. Um, hopefully, the next round will um, kind of ameliorate that. Um, Jeff, uh, what's the score? What are the scores looking like? Well, the mega shark has fallen from its place as apex predator with 15 points. The giant octopus now rules the ocean with 24. Ooh, Ooh considerable lead there. Mm. Okay, uh, so round four is called Crossbreeds. I'm going to get, uh, so as we all know, um, crossover movies are a big thing at the moment. Um, You have uh, the Avengers bringing together a whole bunch of different Marvel characters together. Next year we'll have Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice, which is the actual title of of a real movie that's coming out. Um, (laughs) and, uh, and, And so I want you, I want the two teams here tonight to pitch... Um, uh, movies that bring together two uh, completely different uh, animal-related movie franchises that I will give you. Um, so, uh, very good. Um, so, Team Megashark, I will give you the first one. Um, you will have to pitch uh, a movie that is Kung Fu Panda meets The Fly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all is not well in uh, ancient China. Uh, there's been a, a, a series of horrific <laughs> slayings, <laughs> and uh, this is uh, this. We're gonna we we'll take this late. It's time for Kung Fu Panda to evolve to the next level. We want to really hit that teen horror market, so we're taking Kung Fu Panda into that zone. So Kung Fu Panda is investigating a series of grisly slayings in the rural hinterland of ancient China. That's right. There's yeah, bodies have been. Down with without their heads and without their limbs, and nobody knows really what's going on. So you know the only the only clue is some giant pots of jam. Yeah. Now Tanky Pinner <laughs> he goes down the uh, the road of investigating. Like there's a lot of false leads. It's a mystery. Of course, one of his friends is a tiger living in a village full of pigs. And suspicion naturally falls on her, so there's a whole you know friends battling thing there. But then, uh, then he realizes uh, that the, all the murders are happening near large piles of garbage. I'll give you thirty seconds mm. to wrap this up. Okay. <laughs> then he investigates, like all these piles of garbage, and he finds that you know there's yeah something in there, something huge. 
and thing. Yeah, long story short, it is the fly, and uh, and there's a massive kung fu uh, versus fly skills battle, uh, which ends poorly for Kung Fu Panda when he's when he's horribly killed by the the fly, and there's going to be a lot of upset kitties. Uh, let me tell you, <laughs> but that's life. You know, this is the real world. That's right. <laughs> where, gotta... where a giant mutant fly kills a panda. David Cronenberg's and, uh, <laughs> and it's, it's going to be a harsh reality. It's going to drop some jaws, but uh, it's trying to let some kids grow up. Yeah, I mean, they've got to grow up uh, yeah. sooner or later. And what better way than to uh, have one of their heroes killed by a giant mutant fly? Mm. Great. So, uh, Team Giant Octopus, yep. uh, your, your crossover movie is Jaws meets Air Bud. <laughs> Let me just say before we begin that there's nothing in the rule book that says that a dog can't hunt a giant shark. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it starts off so easily, you know, dogs love the beach, dogs love, love yeah. balls, dogs love chasing balls out into the water, dogs love running out into the water to get the ball but come back with a freshly severed limb. Oh my god, dead people in the water. Blah, blah, blah. Ba-ba-ba-bum. The beach needs to be closed. But Airbud will not stand for this. Because, like, other than playing basketball, uh, the only other thing he can do for exercise is run up and down the beach. So, naturally, <laughs> he needs to get a bigger boat uh, <laughs> to get in to go and hunt this great white shark. There's this great scene, too, where, like, he gets his claws and he drags them down the blackboard, just, like, sets my teeth on edge yeah. every time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, like, he's got this... this uh, there's a scene with his owner, obviously. We want to establish that relationship, and it's real kind of adorable. Because, <laughs> um, like, they're, they're about to eat dinner, and they're saying grace, and, like, the dog's got its eyes shut, and then it opens its eyes, and it shuts its eyes, and it opens its eyes, and that's gorgeous. And, like, people overlook that that's kind of what makes Jaws a great film. Um, 30 seconds. <laughs> the, the, the biggest moment comes, though, when uh, Bud packs his owner with explosives. Yes. <laughs> yeah. and, and as the shark, as Bruce the shark comes chowing down... Um, Kicks his owner, who hasn't been feeding him posh food. Yeah, uh, the and, and right into the end of the best bit is then he kind of goes, he kind of goes, shrimp dog, and then, and then he doggy paddles back. To the yeah, shore. yeah, yeah, and it's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> wonderful. Um, so, audience, what, uh, which of those films would you see? Uh, applaud for uh, if you would see Kung Fu Panda versus the Fly, <laughs> and uh, Air Bud meets Jaws. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to give uh, seven points there to Team Giant Octopus and two points to Team Megashark. Uh, sorry, Team Megashark. They just, that's okay. They just can't handle our gritty, hard-hitting drama that we came up with. If you that's want vacuous right. dog versus shark action, then that's... <laughs> vacuous. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, next up is a round called Gentle Ben Burt. <laughs> <laughs> so, in this, this is going to be a really simple round. I have an app with a lot of animal sounds on it. And the teams are going to have to uh, guess which animal makes the sound. Yeah, yeah it's like we're kids again. Um, so if you, when you when you get the sound, uh, when you get it, when you get an answer, uh, ding your bells. There's unfortunately no way to stop the sounds once they start. <laughs> Who cares? So, there better yeah. be tortoises having sex in here. That's all I can say. Uh, um, anyway, uh, provided that this uh, works, we will go. Okay, here we go. Cow! Yes! Cow go moo! Okay, uh... Still a cow! 
This is pig. Me, pig, pig, piggy. Uh, that is an antelope. No! <laughs> this sounds like pig. Dracula. Gibbon? Uh, it's a gorilla. Oh. Close, but no cigar. Really angry sheep. Uh, no. Goat. Nope. Elk. <laughs> is that the same one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's, same it's one. the same one. It's a giraffe. What? <laughs> and Peter. Jab of the Hut. Um, I'm going to give you a Jab of the Hut. It's a hippopotamus. <laughs> Spirit of death. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's bush baby. Ooh, it's a fox. Huh? Mm. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> uh, I remember that gig. Is in fact a kangaroo. That's me cleaning the windows. <laughs> it's a, no, it's a, somebody's squeaky tea trolley with a squeaky wheel. It's, it's a gerbil sniffing out a coffee. <laughs> um, it's, it's just a penguin. Um. That's Dan again. Uh, it's a T-Rex. Uh, it's not a T-Rex? It's a 1984 Toyota Corolla. <laughs> uh, one more guess. Oh, do it again. Do it, make it sound again. Lion? Close. Tiger. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the predator. <laughs> a dolphin. It is in fact a dolphin. Um, it may well be the sound or of a predator. Or spooky donkeys. It's one of those two. <laughs> Peggy. It's a boar, but I'll give it to you. <laughs> Man trying to start a chainsaw. <laughs> Is it a seagull? Uh, no, it's a seal. Um, and we'll do two more. Is it yes. dead asleep? Uh, nope. Lying now. Is it lying now? Nope. Still close. Penguin. <laughs> no, uh, it's a cheetah. And finally, I, I, I actually don't know what's coming next, so this may well be a total bust. Is it two tortoises having sex? <laughs> no. Is it a Victoria Street on a Friday night? <laughs> no, I'll give you one more play of it because it's funny. <laughs> Horse? Zebra? It's a zebra! Yeah. Congratulations! <clears throat> you okay. Can, you can hear the stripes. That's yeah, funny. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Jeff, uh, where, are we, where are we looking at for scores? Well, the mega shark continues to swim strongly against the current with 21, but the giant octopus has wrapped its tentacles around the lead with 33. Ooh, ooh, okay, um, very well. We have now our final round. It is uh, the classic, classic nerd uh, debate of who would win. Um, so each team will have uh, 60 seconds to give a, an opening statement on who they think would win out of these two animal characters that I've selected, then 60 seconds each to rebut, and then 30 seconds for closing statement. Team Megashark, you will be representing King Kong. 
going up in, in battle against a giant octopus who will be uh, representing 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> Good, good. Um, Strong team. King Kong versus 101 Dalmatians. Team Megashark, you can open. Okay, well, King Kong, first of all, hey, size. He's huge. He's got muscle. <laughs> he can crush anything. He can climb. He's got a good, you know, set of hands on him. He can. He, you could imagine that, the, like, with one, ground, with one mighty smush of his fist, he could take out as many as 70 That's Dalmatians right. in one go, <laughs> leaving 30 Dalmatians. Which he can get with his other elbow. Because mm-hmm. that is... Yep, he's got yep. the, the and, advantage of... And in the unlikely event that the Dalmatians do manage to gain your purchase, as he mentioned, he can just climb up the outside of the building. Now, can a Dalmatian climb up the outside of the building? No, it cannot. Not even a fireman's Dalmatian, with the aid of a ladder, <laughs> can reach the top of the Empire State Building. Can Dalmatians fly a biplane? No, they cannot. Can... can... because... <laughs> Neither can King Kong! <laughs> no, but biplanes... but biplanes are King Kong's only weakness! <laughs> so, if they can't... if they can't get in the biplane, if they can't climb up the outside of the building, they can't even probably make their way to Skull Island, where he lives. So, they can't even take the fight to King Kong. So, really, the Dalmatians are going to be completely out of luck. Uh, thank you very much for that, Team Megashark. For their opening statement, Team Giant Octopus with 101 Dalmatians, 60 seconds, starting now. See, King Kong's big. And he's, he's, he lumbers and he can climb and he can do this and that, but 101 Dalmatians? Have you, have you seen the damage that one single fucking puppy can do in <laughs> half an hour unattended? Uh, there is shit everywhere. There is piss everywhere. We're thinking not death by a thousand cuts, but death by 101 spots. He is no match for the sudden onslaught of 101 tiny, fluffy, cute little dogs. 101 is an enormous amount of dogs. Uh, if you think about it, that's an enormous amount of dogs. And although individually Dalmatians might seem delightful, like a fun kind of mascot for the fire station, 101 of them surging towards you like a black and white sea of death. 101 unvaccinated, untrained mm. puppies heading straight in your direction. There's, there's just, there's no chance. Much in the way that uh, 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 certain tanks have uh, an ablative system built into the armour uh, that enables them to be hit by a rocket and not actually destroy the tank, we're saying we've got 101 Dalmatians, which means we can lose a few. And also they, they tend to um, join together and to create a mecha Dalmatian <laughs> Okay, I'm going to cut you off there because that is, that is time. Um, that is the most important part. Okay, uh, your response, Team Megashark. 101 Dalmatians surging towards King Kong will not even reach up to his ankle. King Kong's a very big monkey. And ape, sorry, I should say ape. And the 101 Dalmatians... Racist. Nearly lost to Cruella Deville. It's <laughs> a, a tiny, scary kind of fashion-obsessed woman. Now she doesn't have the destructive powers of a mighty mate. A mighty mate. That's right. And she nearly beat them. Yeah, I think what, what you have to understand is that they're, they're tiny compared to King Kong. You know, he will flick them off, and they'll might get under his fur, and you're just like, oh yeah, bit of a scratch. You know. You've got to remember also that the 101 Dalmatians don't have a malevolent bone in their body. They're cuddly, dizzly animals. They don't have that ferocious uh, lust to kill that, that you need when you're fighting King Kong. That anyone needs when they're fighting King that's Kong. That's right, get them that, in a jungle. Yeah. Jungle situation. That's right. You know, where's their survival skills? Put them out yeah. in the wild, in the real world, where Kung Fu Panda fights a giant fly mutant, and you'll find <laughs> that they haven't got what it cuts. Ooh, okay. And your response, Team Giant Octopus. 
Team Megashark makes some interesting points regarding the friendliness of Dalmatians and the lack of size that would make them uh, render them ineffective in defeating King Kong. But to them, I say this. Have you ever had an excitable Dalmatian that just wants to lick your face get stuck in your sinuses? <laughs> because this is the experience that the gigantic King Kong will face as Dalmatians just end up up his nose and in his mouth. Inside every little orifice, scratching away like the world's worst dog allergy. His size will be his very downfall because a dog can get in there and start rooting about. <laughs> they keep pulling in the numbers, right? Um, like the 101. Why oh, am I being rebutted in well, my rebuttal? Uh, sorry, the ben, King ben, Kong ben, rules are the rules. Chunky the rules Kong, are the rules. Swanky Kong, Dixie Kong. <laughs> And wrinkly Kong. Mr. Allen, I'm going to have to cut you off there. This is is the typical behaviour that we expect (laughs) from a team that disregards the abilities of Cruella de Vil and says that a uh, a monkey is better able to uh, uh, be to to defeat dogs than a capable woman. This is the misogyny. of the arguments from Team Megashark. And frankly, I'm disgusted. 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 Oh, that is time for your uh, response. (laughs) Heated, heated words being exchanged (laughs) over King Kong versus 101 Dalmatians. Um, Team Megashark, I will give you 30 seconds for your, up to 30 seconds for your closing statement starting now. It's obvious. It's King Kong versus a bunch of little dogs. All he's got to do is put up one giant ape-like foot and come down and squash them all flat. The US Army can't stop him. Well, they did. Well, but... the, the Air Force, the Air Force stopped them. The biplane stopped them. The, 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 the Army did nothing. Dalmatians, they haven't got the killer spirit. Bunch of spotty dogs. You know, where are they going to hide? Where are they going to hide? Exactly. That's right. In a coal cellar? No, because they're white as well as black. And that's time. Uh, so, any advances, uh, Giant Octopus, oh. on It's Obvious? Just, just, just one thing. 101 Dalmatians, man's best friend, ape's worst nightmare. Mm. Mm, that's it. Mm. Okay, audience, now it is up to you to decide who gets the points. Please applaud now if you uh, would back King Kong in this fight. Ooh. And, uh, and if you would back 101 Dalmatians, please applaud now. And that narrowly and miraculously goes to 101 Dalmatians. Um, before, we, uh, before we tabulate the scores for the entire match, at the end of every episode, we recommend things to our audience. Um, so uh, starting with Sen, what, would you, what do you have to recommend? Um, I'm going to recommend something called the Stormtrooper Project, which is um, started by a friend of mine who's a local artist. Um, it's a bit of an experiment in uh, public art where he's um, pasted up a life-size images of um, the original uh, vintage Star Wars action figures around town. Um, and he's sort of taking this around the world and, and spreading, spreading the Star Wars love, I suppose. So if you do see a life-size Star Wars action figure on a wall, then um, it's part of this fun little project. So um, you can look it up on Facebook and follow his progress, um, the Stormtrooper Project. Uh, I would like to cautiously recommend Halo 5. Uh, which is quite fun. It's a really good multiplayer, and the only downside to it is all the other people that play Halo. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> There's the major drawback of the game. Apart from that, it's actually quite good. 
very true. I would like to uh, recommend The Nerd Degree, which is a podcast recorded live at Orange Studios on the first Wednesday of every month and released online at nerddegree.com. Look there for links to our Facebook, Twitter feed, and our iTunes listing. Uh, we also would like to get feedback from our audience on uh, what uh, are some topics we could cover in the future. What would you like to see covered by our nerds in The Nerd Degree? I would like to recommend Vintage Sesame Street, of which there is an awful lot on YouTube uploaded by the Sesame Street channel. Um, I'm a particular fan of Monsterpiece Theatre, uh, hosted by uh, the wonderful Alistair Cookie, and you can watch such uh, magnificent pieces as The King and I, the letter I, and Samuel Beckett's masterpiece, Waiting for Elmo. Uh, I would like to recommend uh, Pussifer's concert film, What is Pussifer? Uh, which is a kind of side project band made by Maynard from Tool. Um, I had a, it's quite old. I'd never kind of experienced or, or looked into their stuff before, but their live concert film has perhaps one of the best starts to a, a, a live rock and roll show that I've ever seen in kind of the blending of uh, theatre, kind of theatricality, monologuing, and then building into a, 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 like a, a kick-ass rock and roll show. Great. Um, so, uh, it only remains to uh, bring up the final scores. Jeff? Ah, yes, the delicate dance of life is over. These two mighty beasts have fought to a standstill, and now one stands victorious. In this battle, sadly, the mega shark could only garner 21 points, which means that the giant octopus now rules the ocean with a massive 38. was uh, the Nerd Degree Beastmasters. Thank you very much to our nerds, to our live studio audience, and thanks to everyone at home for listening. Good night!